When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. I'm your host, Anthony, and it's good to be back after a long, relaxing break. It was nice getting to chill and shitpost on the TNT story while I conserved my energy for June. That's right, it is Pride Month yet again, and I'm revved up to burn rainbow capitalism wherever I find it with my fellow queers. Please don your black t-shirts haunted by the ghosts of goth girls and join me in telling Chase Bank that we see right through their pandering. Let's. But I will take a free pin. I will absolutely will. <laughs> Let the rosé flow free in the shackles of a broken system. Hit the pavement. Please join the revolution or fill up our DMs with hate responsibly. Because it's Century Club, we are joined by a very special musical guest, synth-pop singer-songwriter, and one of my favorite rising artists, Grace Kay, will be joining us at the end of the show to gift us with a live version of her latest single, Overgrown. She has a gift for producing refined and punchy songs with lush vocal textures and nostalgic lyrics that will have you crying on the train while listening to Fleetwood Mac. Her acoustic version of Overgrown can only be heard here, so stick around for that special treat. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of guys wearing fuck corporate pride t-shirts on TikTok and asked them to help me push some propaganda on the air. And they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And my shirt actually says, I have fucked corporate pride. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to admit, I really love this, like, universal backlash against corporate pride this year. It's very <laughs> prominent. I love the style of tweet that's like this, you know, when I was younger, I had trouble staying in the closet or I was in the closet. And that's why I've partnered with Ikea. You <laughs> <I know>. love- <laughs> oh, I, oh, that killed me. I saw that. It's the Meg Salter thing. It's the hi, gay. It's that whole <laughs> oh, that was great, too. The butter shop, dude, that's skit. I think she she did a new one. <laughs> she uh, she hi, did gay. a new one for this year. Hi, gay. I fucking love that. My favorite one, my friend posted uh, something about like buy erasure. Like I'm tired mm. of the buy erasure and that's why I've like, and then she just like name drops like a, a missile and says, I've been, I, this year I've partnered with Lockheed Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's better. I always thought I was going to go to Staples, but I like, uh, <laughs> I like that or Raytheon, but even better. Should have been Best Buy. Come on. oh man well any big plans for june you guys besides burning corporate pride i mean we're all (laughs) we're all gonna go out and wear our rainbows i know that for absolute sure Mm. and just as a reminder folks tunes and tumblers is a queer podcast at least 50 percent of us are queer so uh you know we're not we're not those we own 51 percent of this company (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm. I mean, as far as plans, I don't have anything planned yet. I'm, I'm usually bringing it up pretty good year round, but uh, I'm sure I'll get. I'm sure I'll get into something. Um, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, I I haven't been outside. Well, did I go outside for Pride last year? I don't remember, but I do remember in 2019. <laughs> you kept the Pride inside. <laughs> I saved it for when we talked about Big Frida. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, two years ago, I went to a pancake breakfast for Long Beach Pride that had free mm. mimosas, and I want to see if that's still happening again. That sounds good. Free mimosas? That's fucking dangerous. Is it like all you can drink free mimosas? Uh, they didn't cut me off. It was like one of these things where it was like a beauty yeah. salon put it on, and friend of the pod, uh, Sam Felipe, was the one who invited me. And it was just in the backyard of this beauty salon. There were like hammocks and like those big kind of like canopy chairs. And mm -hmm. I just had pancakes and drank a ton of mimosa. So Sam, is that happening awesome. again? Please let me know. I have no plans. No plans <laughs> at all. In. Call in. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like fun. I think I've, I always have to return to this really dated but still funny book that Stephen Colbert put out years ago back when he had he was doing his fake conservative character on the rapport mm. and he had a book called I am America. And so can you, I love and he had that a chart. Book. Yeah. <laughs> things that are trying to turn me gay and their success on a scale of one to 10. And it was gay people throw rugs, Clive Owen, <laughs> dog whispering and baby carrots and baby, baby carrots, are carrots. A, <laughs> baby carrots are an 11. The <laughs> baby carrots lobby is coming after all of us. That's so funny. So I'm going to have some and we'll see what happens. We'll see if it, if it turns me. <laughs> Results may vary. Oh, we're getting sidetracked and the show has only begun. I kind of, you know, I, I want to return to bands and bookmarks. We haven't done that in a while. Ryan, do you have any political pamphlets or Christian fundamentalist chick tracks for us to read today? <laughs> well, first off, I want to read a section from a book I've been enjoying recently called Turn the Beat Around, The Secret History of Disco by Peter Shapiro. Sick. It's a fantastic history book, and there's, it's really worth uh, having uh, Spotify or YouTube nearby to listen to things as he reads them, because he references a lot of tracks and sort of the genesis and the evolution of disco. So um, there was this description, though, that was so great and felt so timely for the song we're going to talk about today. and um, and just thought it'd be a fun celebration. Um, so this is a passage about the what many described as the first totally uninhibited gay discotheque in America, uh, in New York, that ran from 1969 to 73. So I'm going to read a passage here. Um, this is about a club called Sanctuary. <laughs> so the club housed at 407 West 43rd Street between 9th and 10th in the Hell's Kitchen section would eventually become one of the most celebrated and outrageous clubs in the long, colorful history of New York nightlife. Arnie Lord opened the church, which was indeed housed in a former German Baptist church at the tail end of the 60s, as perhaps the most over-the-top of the, all the hippie sensoriums. Lord had the diabolical idea of decorating it for a witch's Sabbath. Opposite the altar was a huge mural projecting a terrifying image of the devil, his eyes drawn so that whatever you stood, his baleful orbs were glaring down upon you. Around the evil one was a flight of angels with exposed genitalia, engaging in everything known or every known form of sexual intercourse for the altar with its broad marble communion table and imposing range of organ pipes stood the long-haired dj preparing the disco sacrament with the throw of a switch he could black out the hall and illuminate it eerily with light shining through the stained glass windows 
His communications forked around or laid back on the pews, which had been arranged around the walls as uh, bank, uh, banquets. As a top, as a sop to the building's former occupants, the DJ would often play the theme song from Jesus Christ Superstar, lighting up each of the stained glass windows as he did. So this is an incredibly gay club in a former Catholic church. And they had oh, managed... I want to go! <laughs> the Catholic church managed to persuade a judge to grant an injunction against the club, forcing it to close down, but not for long. So the pressure exerted on the church's gates by the hordes was so great that it quickly reopened under the name The Sanctuary, with plastic grapes covering the uh, cherubs unmentionables. <laughs> but it was now the clientele <laughs> rather than the decor that was desecrating this former house of God. The club's ownership, having fallen into financial straits, was taken over by a flamboyant gay couple called only by their first name, Seymour and Shelley, and the crowd changed accordingly. While the gay rights movement was ignited a couple miles away at a bar called the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village, the sanctuary, whose crowd is also peppered with Broadway actors due to the club's location near the theater district and hip straights, would prove to be one of the sites of gay liberation's first full flowering. No longer the victims of unchecked police harassment, with the birth control pill slowly changing people's minds about the function of sex and a climate of I'm okay, you're okay, liberal tolerance, the Sanctuary's gay crowd turned the former house of worship and um, Bacchanalian pleasure palace. It was here that the bump got its start. <laughs> the bump? <laughs> Only it wasn't the cute little hip-hugger, tushy-touching step that it became in the straight world. It was a frank pantomime of buggery. Two boys could get into it. Two boys could get into it together, or twenty could make up a daisy chain. <laughs> the sex wasn't confined to the dance floor, nor was it confined to simulation. There were constant orgies in the toilets, and the club would be eventually closed down in 1972 because its patrons regularly used the hallways of neighboring buildings for impromptu bump sessions. <laughs> so yeah, it was here where Damn. so much cool music's played, and then he goes in and lists all these songs that were on the regular playlists. Uh, there which i could go on and on about this maybe we'll make an accompanying playlist of it but the four tops don't bring back memories um drums of passion cat mother on the all night newsboys track and a um apache out of limits uh version of bagan by the four seasons a lot of fun a lot of fun proto disco tracks so i want to um, go there so bad but it's closed I, right I wanna, I wanna, oh yeah it's, yeah i want to beat <laughs> I want to go to that time, that place. It just felt, to, yeah. Before you said it closed down in the 70s, it reminded me an awful lot of that scene from um, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist where they're trying to find their friend and she's like, I found Jesus. And she's outside of this like, you know, gay club <laughs> oh, in a <yeah>. church. <laughs> I'm like, is that the same <laughs> place? Right. Prob could, could have been a reference to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2009. But I hope that painted <laughs> hope that painted a nice picture. <laughs> Dude. In vibrant colors. Uh, a Jack a real Jackson Pollock there, Ryan. <laughs> I wanna go. Yeah, it's, and once again just, the book It sounds amazing. Yeah, the book though is just so good. It's such a rich history. Um Turn the Beat Around, The Secret History of Disco by Peter Shapiro. Highly recommend. Turn the beat around. I already like as you were talking, I added that to my Goodreads. I think I'm gonna get it on audiobook because I think this really comes alive when it's being narrated to me. Well, I was going to say, yeah, like the, the narration, the wording is fucking, it's great. The guy's an incredible writer. And I don't know that you're going to find it on audiobook because it was published in uh, 2005, mm -hmm. but uh, worth, mm -hmm. worth a check. If you have an LA library card, check out Libby. They have tons and tons of audiobooks that you can get for free and you don't have to have an Audible subscription. Um, the LA library doesn't pay me, nor do they pay really anybody else. So um, this is just, 
Except their staff. Except their staff. <laughs> I'm not talking shit about them. I love the LA library. But I think there's a problem here. We've been talking and talking, and I don't have a drink in my hand. Can we fix that really quick? Pedro, well, actually, yeah, yeah. we need to talk about what we're listening to today first. Ryan, what are we listening to today? We are listening to This Hell, the latest single from Rina Sawayama on Dirty Hit. Mm, Dirty Hit is right. I've been listening to this on a loop for like a week. And then when we were trying to decide about how to celebrate Pride and Ryan, you mentioned her and I'm like, yes, 100%, we're, we're doing this one. <laughs> uh, Pedro, do you have something we could pair with this? Yeah, I want to keep it simple. It's Pride. I want fucking rainbow shots, man. It's enough for everybody. They go around. If this is going to be my last Pride episode, I'm, that's what I want. We're taking some rainbow shots. Hell yeah. So how, do, how does one make a rainbow shot? Well, okay, so you got to layer it in the shaker, right? You got to do the grenadine, uh, the orange. I use orange juice, um, but I, you can also use pineapple juice. And that's sort of where you put in the liquor is where the juice is at. And then you like quickly float some curacao on the top and then pour it out over like eight shot glasses. Wow. And then it just makes a cascade of color. Um, and you have to do that pretty quickly yeah. before it mixes, right? Yeah, the curacao likes to like drop in there, so you gotta you gotta do it pretty fast. But it's it's not that hard. You just gotta practice and drink every shot that you make <laughs> along the way. <laughs> that was that, that's that's how I did it the first time I tried it because um, I just really wanted to give it a shot. Like I was in college, I think, and we were gonna have a party at our apartment that night, um, and it was early, and I was like, I really want to try this. So I was there alone. I think I forget where everyone else was, but. They were going to be back to party later, and I was there alone just practicing, and I don't know how many rounds of them I went through before I finally got it right. And you drank every was, one as you went. I was so smashed. <laughs> You're like, well, this was a failure. Drink, 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 drink. Okay, again. Literally, yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, gonna fit, I'm not letting this go until I get it. There, even if you completely failed, there was no way that exercise was going to be a failure. Exactly. Like, as even, if, even if it doesn't look good, it's going to taste great. Mm. It'll look like it'll look like mud, but it'll taste fine. And to quote Thomas Edison, I didn't fail. I found 99 ways not to make a rainbow shot. <laughs> to quote uh, queer, icon, Thomas <laughs> queer icon, queer icon. <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, well, I, I do want to talk about Rena, but also I think this is a great time to talk about Pride playlists in general. I know that um, like this was just one of like 25 songs that we looked at on Billboard's list of like the best queer tracks of 2022 so far. So what else mm -hmm. are you guys listening to? What's getting you in the spirit of the summer of Pride? Like, what's the mood here? Dude, I kind I kind of can't get enough of the the live music that Miley Cyrus put out recently, where she does like a version of like like a prayer. She does Jolene. She does like all these great covers. She sounds so good. Like I've been loving that shit. That shit's getting getting me pumped up. Um, Omar Apollo is always a good one too. Mm. I always enjoy listening to his music, like especially around this time. Um, yeah. I mean, I, oh, Kylie Minogue. I've been pretty into Kylie Minogue. Like, especially she has a couple tracks. That, she has like a track she does with um, Dua Lipa. It's like a remix of Real Groove. So good. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, Kylie Minogue. She's also got a really good song if you haven't heard called um, Miss a, I think it's called Miss a Thing. Really fun. Very disco-y track. Um, yeah. I've hmm. mostly been listening to uh, my, my mood has been very different. I've been listening to a lot of 
uh, Orville Peck's new album, Bronco. Mm. I just, I, you know, Pony was good, but man, Bronco, he just like comes out of the gate. There's like a lot of, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of faster. <laughs> he comes out of the gate because Bronco. Because he's a Bronco. Because <laughs> Bronco. That's funny. There's a lot more energy on this album. The other one was kind of melancholy, but this one, this one's like party country. And I love that, but like mm. still traditional. And I was I was talking yeah. the other day. I'm like, what do you think is up next? Is he gonna be like, is up next like Unicorn or Pegasus or Mustang? <laughs> I think honestly, his next album is gonna be called Mustang. But it's it's good to to speculate. Appaloosa. Apple. Yes. <laughs> or Shetland Pony. Where, are Shetland. we going? <laughs> Mini horse. Mini horse. It's gonna be an EP yes, called Mini Horse. Mini horse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you are hung like Pegasus. Will be a line. That <laughs> That's canon. I read about it in Greek. I've got mythology. a Hercules, Hercules on life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End the show. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fucking and thank you here. for listening to what? Tunes and Tumblers. <laughs> what if I say it in his voice though? Like in a really deep, will it make it oh, sound shit, better? Yeah. If I say, <laughs> nah. <laughs> You're getting there. That's pretty close. I'll get there. <laughs> Bring it back next week. I'm. I've been thinking about the meme I shared with Pedro some time back that just has an opossum photoshopped terribly onto a dance floor, and it says, "You can't spell disconnecting <laughs> from reality without disco." <laughs> I, <laughs> I think i i think i reshared that on my instagram story too dude that shit cracked me up we should we should post that when we as part <laughs> of the I, I fucking uh, love that yeah it's been a it's been a shitty there's a really great line um in the rena song where she says this life gave us nothing to lose and that i feel like that's such a potent line and such a great line of mm-hmm. the times and I think during that time, during the disco era, certainly when at the height of the AIDS, you know, pandemic back in the day, um, they, there was this feeling of like nihilism a little bit amidst the music that, that came through here and there, which was that, you know, we're going to party and go all the way, no matter what, even if it means death, you know, Mm -hmm. there was this liberation Mm -hmm. in disco, but also this possibility that it might kill you. And there was this kind of. A dark acceptance of it that came through some of the songs mm. from that period from time to time and so i think there's there's some nihilism in that line in the rena song and this if we're gonna go to hell um it's, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be just more fun with you and so some some parallels there i thought and so that meme i feel like <laughs> has that a, <laughs> has a little bit of that element and in terms of disco i love putting on patrick cowley another mm. day disco icon mm. Who had some oh, yeah. reemergence, reemerging interest via placement in um, the movie Palm Springs from 2020. I, oh man, great movie! Such a mood for 2020. But yeah, I, I'm start like after you said that about there's this kind of mortality, at, like this creeping mortality baked into like the disco movement. It makes me wonder if that's why disco is seeing a resurgence. Because look around, everyone, everything mm-hmm. kind of sucks right now, but. <clears throat> I've found it helps to not look around, actually. <laughs> you know what? Stop looking. <laughs> Shut it all out. Look straight ahead at the rainbow shot you just made. Yeah, it's a good exactly. point. It's a good point, Anthony. Like you guys are saying, like it's sort of like it's kind of prevalent now as much as back then. And there was a 
Trixie Mattel and Katya have a podcast where they talked about this when like COVID was still like new and like everyone was sort of figuring out what the fuck was going on in 2020. Um, and they made like they made a point that I thought was like really interesting that sort of rem- you reminded me of. Or they're like because there was people going to like Puerto Vallarta and like there were all these parties happening and people were sort of disregarding everything that they should be doing to stay healthy. And they were sort of it was this attitude of like, well, if I get COVID, I get COVID. And they were saying like it's kind of like a it's almost like a historical thing where like you know back when the when you know HIV and AIDS was like just spreading rampantly and no one knew anything but like the main thing was like also nobody cared sort of like being queer meant that you you kind of didn't have any value like especially like your body didn't have any value like you're saying like there was this nihilism like well fuck it we're gonna get it anyway and die so let's just do it and it kind of it's carried over like across generations which is like so sad but it's there and what's going on now the first lady is unraveling a or unveiling a nancy reagan stamp to kick off pride month person who's part of the gender yeah the (laughs) someone married to the man who historically famously or infamously ignored aids for as long as possible humanly possible what i can just i can just see i can just see it now she like takes the cloth off the stamp that's like fraying and she's like we stan a queen good lord just like the the fucking dissonance like what is the yeah (laughs) what is the um, the reasoning behind that. What what did she say about like what about Nancy Reagan screams pride? <laughs> uh, nothing. I don't think it was meant was to. I don't think it like pride was mentioned or that this was part of that in any way. It was just happened to be something oh, she was yeah. doing that happens to oh, be aligning with this moment. Um, so yeah, there. I don't think there was any attempt to tie that into that. At least I, I don't think. That. Um, I could certainly look it up. <laughs> I certainly, I certainly don't hope. <laughs> it just tells me that just that this whole administration is just completely unprepared for the moment right now in every, mm-hmm. almost every way. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It's almost like they didn't know June was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think besides yeah, pride, I just, I, I love this time of year, you know? Oh yeah. I love the summer's energy. kicking off. Yeah. I, I I felt like that was a weird transition, guys, because you were just talking about, <laughs> like, yeah, but I it's... love that. I re- I really love this time of year, though. Hey, we'll take what we can get, okay? Right? <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're all gonna go to hell, but at least it's better together. Hey, That's at least what... it's we're gonna be prepared for hell because it's so fucking hot on this earth. We're pretty much the same temperature <laughs> as hell, I think. Mm. This is our most we'll political episode to date, I think. <laughs> That's saying something. How can it? How can you not be these days? You have to try like, to not be political. Everything's so fucked up. Dumb. It's like effort I don't to like not. politics. <laughs> yeah, no one does, but Jesus. And then you, yeah. Oh boy, I was gonna go <laughs> another bad direction. <laughs> <laughs> so summer's coming up. It's mm. like Star Wars is coming. Oh yeah, there's people complaining about the black character in it again. <laughs> Honestly, there is a thing like on every hard drive. positive thing has <laughs> a horrible <laughs> negative thing attached. There is this thing on hard drive, which I love. Hard drive, y'all should follow hard drive news if you can. Their 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 finger mm-hmm. is right on the pulse. But uh, the headline was: guy who doesn't like new Star Wars thing now forced to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Ugh. It goes back to my <laughs> observation that it just feels more and more these days that there's no one to root for. 
on any side of any issue. <laughs> Feels like that more and more. There's, there's no one left. Except Keanu Reeves, but I, I am hesitant to stand him because it's only a matter of time before something happens. I mean, we don't wish it. No. We, we, we stand a king, but for now. <laughs> that's what I always have to say. For now. Ca- cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Cautious, cautious standing. Is that, a par- is that a paradox <laughs> that probably doesn't make sense does it <laughs> cautious fanaticism yeah, I, stand- I was gonna say yeah. i feel like standing is blind as hell you just gotta go in so what is your guys's history with rina sawayama have you listened to her music before are you coming t- to her with fresh eyes somewhat fresh i've known about her i caught her at coachella caught a little bit of her set at coachella mm. and uh that and i saw her come out with pablo vitar which was fantastic. Mm, and that was really hell fun. Oh yeah. So I've kind of known about her, but seeing her come out for that song, I thought was, um, was pretty incredible. And I, I witnessed the power. I bared witness to <laughs> the power. But yeah, I love this song. I know it's probably not quite like most of her catalog, but um, no, she's great. I'm, I've loved everything I've heard. I want to say that if you go to her Wikipedia page, the artist photo is her performing at school night in 2018 in hollywood which is awesome that's yeah that's true if you guys ever find yourself in los angeles on a monday night you've got to check out school night it's at this club called bardo it used to be free but post pandemic it's five dollars five dollars it's fine but um there's so much great music discovery it's run by uh who does who what is the radio station that runs um School night, Ryan. Well, KCRW has some involvement, yeah. you know, via Chris Doritos and such. Yeah, they got a charge. What are they, the library? <laughs> <laughs> inflation went from zero to, to $5. Isn't that like an impossible amount of inflation? Like, what's the percentage of inflation there? Infinite inflation. I don't think it was inflation. It was infection. They need the money. Yeah. Oh, hmm. <laughs> infection Boom. but yes i this is actually my first time really listening to her i know that she got really popular in 2020 with her self-titled debut um but yeah it, she was on all of the like top of the year lists and you know me being in my little quarantine bubble didn't really get to listen to it but i'm loving what i'm hearing now this is the anthemic post-quarantine music that we need um and, you know, coming up in future episodes, we're going to start talking about the dark side of that. But let's dance right <laughs> now. <laughs> I love I love when she I love when she starts the song because she like she sort of takes that like that Shania Twain thing. She's let's go, girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you want if you want if you want to make a room of, you know, of LGBTQ plus people stand up, you say that you say <laughs> that to a beat. <laughs> yeah, it goes nicely with your Orville Peck listening, too, I feel like. This is going to be a great playlist if we manage to make the playlist in the episode description below. <laughs> I'll do it this time. Is that a go. promise? Yes. Our Tunes and Tumblers Pride playlist, Rina Sawayama, Disco, Orville Peck. What else have we talked about? Mm, I'm sure Nancy Reagan has a spoken Nancy word Reagan. something out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A few Nancy Reagan speeches just peppered in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just heard just say no. Uh, (laughs) and then a little clip from reagan on the cartoon marathon what was that horrible 
cartoon fusion thing that aired in the 80s to combat drugs. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? It was like the cartoon All-Stars drug special where Reagan addresses the <laughs> yeah. audience and then it's all these cartoon characters. Um, oh, man, I can't remember what that was called. I know what you're talking about. That's definitely dating us, I think. But We'll um, find it. We'll find it. Just say no. It's not that I like hard. that that like uh, the kids who wear dare shirts now have like no idea like what it means or what it, where it came from it's like yeah this this just looks cool i think they kind of <laughs> do and that's the or maybe they do and that's the joke like it's become kind of ironic like remember this remember this ridiculous time is irony popular again <laughs> i feel like it wasn't for a while <laughs> it's more su- it's it feels, feels kind of subtle or more muted in some ways mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah the um but yeah, I feel like doing that now, if you were to do that now, it kind of feels like the equivalent of wearing like a t-shirt with the design of like a tuxedo suit on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's it's the equivalent of wearing a, a, a t-shirt, a black t-shirt that says this is my costume. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. I was just having a conversation in class yesterday about <laughs> guilty pleasures. No, no. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it before you start laughing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagine, thinking about all the other ridiculous shit. I woke up like this. Oh. Just oh god. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. What? Yeah. What? What? What retailer used to sell those? Like Macy's or something? Like in the in the Husky Boys section? It was uh... Husky Boys. I like that it's boys, the only the Husky Boys. You have to go to the Boys Husky to find. <laughs> Where all the giant. I feel like are. I feel like I feel like they all had a hand in it. Like. Target, Kmart, Walmart, they all had like their own little little group of them. They do that at H&M now. I tried to go to H&M to buy clothes recently. Don't ask me why. I I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to get like some good cuts there, but like mm. all of the 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 everything they have is like oversized hoodies with like ironic phrases on them and just like giant pants and I'm I'm like I'm I'm not trying to look like a little kid who got into his dad's closet. Uh, <laughs> then you, then you're not cool. Yeah, <laughs> then you're a, a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bringing it back to what I was gonna say about my class, we um we're talking about guilty pleasures. The question was, what are your mm. guilty pleasures? And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe in enjoying things ironically. Really, I think if I like someone mm. or like someone or something, I just like it. I like yeah. crazy bad music that's also fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to I wanna have all the pride anthems and the disco and the pop punk. I don't care that I like Machine Gun Kelly. I know he's an asshole. Come at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's close out by telling what are your pleasures that some would consider guilty that you just love? Bitch, I will blast Barbie Girl by Aqua all day. Like that song comes on and I, I love it every time. And I, I, I have, I don't have the patience to fake it. I don't, I don't have the energy to say that I don't. All right. I love Barbie girl. Love <laughs> that beat. Fuck. Didn't they like what? do a performance recently and not play that song? Well, that's, that's a pretty... bad choice on their part. Did they really? I, this might've just been like something that I conjured in my head, but I don't know. Look it up people. I, okay. On that note, I read a headline because you know how they're doing the the Barbie live action movie with like Margot Robbie. Oh, that's um, what it was. It was they're not having yeah. the song in it. That's what it is. 
And someone literally commented, as we all thought in our heads, what the fuck is the point then? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what it is. Aqua's Barbie Girl song will not be featured in Margot Robbie's film. That's That's the headline I'm looking at right here. Make the petition, start the campaign. That song needs to be in there. Yes, please. That I don't know why you wouldn't just have somebody new re-record it. I mean, that's just such an exactly. e- that's just such an easy, obvious move. But maybe they don't want to be obvious. Hey, get Rina Sawayama to re-record Barbie Girl. <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure for bands from the '90s and 2000s who have Zone in their name, like Boy Zone, <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then the group uh, Ozone from Moldova. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> I think they were from Moldova, right? Or no, they're uh, it's in Romanian, I think. Um, do you know the one I'm I talking about? I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah they're Moldovan. I remember Eurodance group. That's right. Oh uh, Dragosti Dinte, and it's just such a ridiculous. It's you. You know it if you heard it. I'm not. I can't replicate it, but it's so. It's <laughs> so won't. good. It's so good. Yeah, I can't. I can't, and I won't. Um, oh man, this this Eurodance sounds like else. the thread. Yeah, man, Eurodance like that shit was good. I, like I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't avoid shaking my ass to a Eurodance beat. Mm. You're right, Anthony. The cover, the art on that is so funny. It's like the cover of a Disney Adventures magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and disco, oh. capital O at the end. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so of that time. But if you go out, remember? Oh God, it's like you go to these dance clubs and nowadays, and those songs are played non-ironically. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, Dent May, did a DJ set at the Goldfish, and he dropped all this ridiculous Euro dance. Yeah, and it was That's like, really you know, Barbie Girl and like, uh, what's that other one? Like uh, Crazy Frog. <laughs> yeah, they pl- they they played Crazy Frog. What else? They 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 play like a lot of like really. It started like differently at the beginning, and then at the end, it just got like crazy. Were you there? Yeah, yeah. Dent May did out. a DJ set at the Goldfish like months ago, and we went last minute. Oh man! Um, yeah. Thanks for telling it, me, guys. <laughs> we were, it was a last minute play, um, but yeah. we did. Uh, but it was fun, and he he you know he was basically doing one of his wedding DJ sets, but for Highland Park Zoomers <laughs> who seemed to not cool. who seemed to non ironically like all these Euro dance songs. So um, maybe our opinions we're aren't that it. aren't that hot. Our takes aren't that hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're Zoomers looking for love another all that shit. If you're looking for another crazy wacky DJ set um, from a friend of the pod, uh, try to see mating ritual when they do their DJ sets. They also get really weird. Um, we like talked to them a little bit before. They they did a a Christmas DJ set at a tiki bar in Silver Lake. Whoa, <laughs> cool, oh, fun! It was like a pop up behind this noodle shop, and they're just like, we're we're gonna. <laughs> They're like, we're going to start with some traditional stuff and then it's going to get really weird and we're going to scare people here. That was what they told us. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's dope. I like, I like when DJs just are clearly having fun and it's almost like, I know that you listen to this stuff at home alone. <laughs> like I know that, I know, you know, it's like, like a DJ just sort of like playing stuff. I'm like, I know that you rock out to this when you're at home and I like that. Well, with that said, I think I'm going to rock out to a little bit of ozone alone in my room for the rest of the afternoon. But before we shut down the bar and go enjoy Pride Month, does anyone have any lingering thoughts? It's always good to try and educate yourself on the history of Pride. I've been trying to do it more recently, just, you know, learning where it came from and stuff and, you know, the Stonewall riots and all that. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a big community. Um, 
and there's the way it is now is not how it always was. So it's important to know where it all comes from and how it all started. Make sure to patronize your small businesses like Target and buy the rainbow <laughs> markers that they've moved to the front of the store. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ending the show. <laughs> North and South Pole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform and check out some more of Pantheon's amazing music-based pods. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the episode description, you'll find a link where you can donate directly to the show. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and filling up our LeChonk piggy bank on top of Pedro's fridge. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And before we go, we have a little dessert for you, just like I promised. LA based singer songwriter Grace Kay is here to play a live acoustic version of her latest single, Overgrown. It's a bittersweet look at the emotions that linger when friends outgrow one another. The studio version, which I highly suggest you check out, contains all of her gifts for big, wistful pop production, but the acoustic version captures more of the private intimacy you can experience when you move through loss alone. But I'll let you hear that for yourself. Tunes and Tumblers fam, here is Grace K with her amazing song, Overgrown. Cheers. 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 Can't wait. Hello, this is Grace K. Um, I wrote the song Overgrown that's being covered today in Tunes and Tumblers. I'm super excited that it's being shared with you guys. Um, I just wanted to give you a little background on the song. Um, Overgrown is about outgrowing friendships, whether you like it or not. Uh, it's something that I think everyone has to go through and something I don't think is super explored in music. Um, and especially when you know, you've had those friendships that you really want to work out, but what's tough to acknowledge is both of you have moved on. You've grown into two different people. Um, and it doesn't mean that you don't hold this dear love for them still. And I think that's what, you know, makes that experience different than any kind of romantic breakup. Um, so if you've drifted apart from a friend who, you know, looking back, that makes you sad sometimes. I, I hope that you resonate with this. So here is Overgrown. My very start is a simple one. We don't need to have so much in common But it feels like there was some fabrication It feels like we got lost in translation But if you need me If you need me I'll offer you my life for tomorrow but I think I overwatered your soil Oh, oh, we're overgrown Oh, 
Translation. Mm-hmm. 